We Talk Fantasy here on Godzilla Media is back. We've called this the August Dump. That's right, one of our favorite words on this podcast. So as you prepare for your fantasy football draft, we hope that this is your favorite place to do it. This edition, we're talking quarterbacks, we're talking running backs. If you're looking for that star player, that sleeper, that player to stay away from, that's what we're breaking down here. So that's kind of our style this time. Overrated, underrated, breakout, sleepers, stay away, all that good stuff. Uh, Chet Davis, you see him on your visual side of the right. Ray Ray sandwiched in between our wonderful sponsors that we want to give love to. And before we get into the podcast, let's give love to Johnstone Supply and Troy. That's sponsor on our bottom right corner. It is hot. If you're watching on our visual side, you see me sweating like a pig right now. I do have an AC unit, which is even more shocking. If you don't have an AC unit this summer, your place to get it is Johnstone Supply and Troy. Give me a call today at 518-272-5922. 518-272-5922. Shout out to our guy, George. Support us since day one here on Godzilla Media. We appreciate his love and everybody there. And if you've been putting off those summer projects, stop into 6th Avenue in Troy and get the supplies you need, whatever it might be, the ladder, uh, the wrenches, the tools. As you can see, I'm definitely a handyman as I struggle to figure out what tools you need for a summer project. Don't worry. Johnstone Supply and Troy can help you find what you need. 518-272-5922. Johnstone Supply in Troy. All right, boys. Uh, before we get into go ahead, Chuck. Yeah, go ahead. That sweat? I thought you just got out of the shower. I did. I did. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> you need to brother. Like get a get a glass of water. Like sit, like, sit on your AC vent. Like get holy this some gator. See, it's it's that weird summer shower, right? Where like you feel good, but then like depending on how the temperature you put on the shower, you come out. Especially for a big guy like me, I'm glad you noticed it. It was a shower post August. Combo sweat. Thank you. Our, our audio ones. audience is like, thank God I'm listening on a podcast and not seeing that face. You're clean for like a split second and then you start sweating again. You're like, why did I shower? I'm gross again. <laughs> you, you realize that you're no longer wiping away water droplets. You're wiping sweat. You're like, this is disgusting. What is wrong with me? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, let's start with the quarterback position. Let's start with the number one overall spot. Uh, as much as I want to start with Chet because of potentially the excitement he has for this spot, I think I'm going to start with Ray Ray, and that might be a nice tease as to why I'm starting with him. So, Kyle Ray, the number one quarterback in your mind for fantasy football for the 2022 season is who? It's got to be my boy, Josh. What? Um, what? <laughs> no. Um, just – and so when you look at the top tier list of quarterbacks that we got going on, Allen, Mah- Allen Mahomes, Lamar, and Herbert, I feel like are the top three, um, those three guys. But I think you got to look at schedule a little bit. Who the Bills are going to be going up against is, in some cases, I think Chet will, will also put this into perspective too. Could hurt if blowouts become a thing. But the Bills' schedule um, is difficult early, gets pretty easy late in the season as you get towards the playoffs. Um, and then when you think about some of the division games going against um, the Jets and a weakened uh, Patriots secondary, um, the Dolphins will have a good secondary. They, I mean, they've got so um, – what's his name? And I'm blanking on his name already. Um, who's the corner? Xavier? Howard. Howard. Yeah, Howard. Yeah. Jason. And um, so that's kind of my main reason why I think uh, Josh is going to be the number one quarterback this year. Um, then you look at the weapons. He got a ton of upgraded weapons in terms of – um, Jamison Crowder over Cole Beasley, I think, is a little bit of an upgrade. Isaiah McKenzie has actually been taking on all of that slot responsibility. I think having him on the field 70, 60 to 75% of the time is going to be an upgrade over Beasley. Faster, 
quicker, may not have the best, um, may not have as crisp of routes, but is obviously a faster and better weapon. Um, and then the emergence of uh, Davis is going to be big. We don't need to talk about what Dawson Knox and um, Stephon Diggs mean to Allen, but um, then you got to just sprinkle in the last little bit that Josh was missing last year because um, I wish I looked this stat up, but I thought I saw late in the season last year, um, Josh had one of the lowest percentages of throwing to running backs. You got to add James Cook into the mix. So some of those little dump offs that Devin Singletary and Zach Moss just uh, dropped right in their breadbasket. I think James Cook is going to end up taking over the, the starting backfield late in the year. Um, and that's just only going to help this passing offense. And I, I, I don't see how you don't have Josh as the number one. However, I do see arguments that could be made against him. I just don't see anybody being able to overtake him. Yeah, there's no argument for me. You know, for me, it's also Josh Allen. Um, he overtakes Patrick Mahomes, who had a good run, at least two years, maybe three years, as the consensus number one fantasy football player to take. Uh, but with no more Tyreek Hill, uh, it, it's now Josh Allen. And yeah, the only knock that I can think of, uh, expanding on Kyle's point, is the Bills have a really good all-around team. They might have the best defensive football. So what are those second halves going to look like? If they have a four-touchdown lead, why are you going to risk your franchise uh, in the fourth quarter? Whereas uh, Lamar Jackson's going to be in some dogfights. I think Justin Herbert's going to be in some dogfights. Uh, and probably Patrick Mahomes is going to be in some dogfights. And so there's going to be some more opportunities in the second half. However, Josh Allen just has the best complement of arm and legs at this point. You know, you want a quarterback that can scramble. He's one of the best. He's literally used as a running back in the red zone, which – uh, I'm not a fan of the Bills, but if I was, I would hope that they would stop putting him in those situations where he could get hurt and he gets hit. Like he's done a fantastic job of avoiding injury thus far, but you don't want to become Big Ben. You don't want to be the guy in week 16, 17 that's limping to the finish line. So, um, but as of right now, there's no signs that that's going to be the case. You know, right now it looks like Josh Allen is still going to be that red zone threat. He has all the weapons that Kyle mentioned. I think it's a no-brainer. Don't overthink it. If you're going to be the guy that takes a QB first, make sure it's Josh Allen. Now, the question is, and I've never been in this boat in standard fantasy, if it's a one-quarterback league, I'm rarely the one that pulls the trigger first because if you want Josh Allen, there's a good chance he's going in the second. He might go in the third. That's and exactly that's it. Style. Right now, like late second, early third, and if you want him, if you're in the back end of one of those, you got to pull the trigger earlier if that's really the guy you want. Three for three, and here's the other things to add to Allen. Who else would it be? Like, we've mentioned Mahomes, but that schedule is so brutal. I texted you guys about this earlier this month. I'm like, go look at those first nine weeks for Kansas City. That is just tough matchups. He lost his top target in Tyreek Hill. And then after that, it's really, you're kind of juggling around of who could even make the argument to be the number one quarterback. But with rushing, with throwing, with the possibilities of getting those goal line touches, we are three for three here for Josh Allen that if you're going to make a move for a quarterback, that is the guy you want as the number one potentially ranking scoring fantasy quarterback this season. It's, it's like, I think it's a no-brainer that he is the preseason number one. Like, that's the guy that you need to take first. For guys that I think could beat him, I think we, we mentioned Justin Herbert. I think he has the ability. I think Lamar has the pedigree to do it. If Lamar can figure out his passing game and get back to that MVP caliber season – there are reports out that he worked all season on fixing his arm angle and becoming more accurate. Um, we know what he can do with his legs, and he's still young enough that he is that freak athlete. So those two. And then the other one, 
Who is the number one quarterback for the first 10 weeks of the season last year? Ooh. Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts just added A.J. Brown. So if there's another guy that I think, and that's another situation that situation that Josh Allen's not going to face is Jalen Hurts is going to have to play a lot of second half football. Mm-hmm. He's going to be, there's going to be, I don't think they're going to blow out a lot of people. So you add in a top 10 receiver to a guy that already uses his legs a lot. And if he can work on his passing game. So those are the three guys I look at where I wouldn't be stunned if they were able to beat Josh Allen, you know, to be number one, but no way am I taking those guys ahead of the for sure thing in Josh Allen. I think I think when you look at a guy that could take over, the one that I really that stands out to me is Herbert, though. Yeah. Um, I I think he is the one that will be able to get a hold of him. I just I want to. Herbert, he doesn't run a lot. That's the only thing that worries me. Yeah, and I I I just think of the the stadium where he's playing. When you look at his schedule, he's not playing a ton of like bad weather games, which is going to make a make an impact late in the season. I mean, he's got the ch- home against the Chiefs, Cardinals, Raiders, home home Colts home Broncos Broncos at the last week all in domes or all in relatively nice weather so when you think about later in the season but um I just that bag of Doritos has played so well that he has played so well his first two years I I am actually a big fan of Herbert this year or of of him this year just because the entire pretty much team returned um I was shocked when Mike Williams resigned with them um and having him back I think is going to be huge for them Kyle if uh if he does finish number one, will you send him a bag of Doritos? Sure, hundred percent. I'll actually send him two bags. Two bags, <laughs> double up. I love it. Thank you for the Mike Williams. Kyle, yeah, at go ahead. Point years ago, I think it was two years ago now. Yeah, uh, referenced uh, Herbert as the equivalent to a bag of chips um, in a trade that went down, and that bag of chips is pretty delicious. <laughs> also, to our new listeners and viewers. <laughs> Mike Williams, uh, very good season last year. Not good in the second half, but luckily it helped him keep my clothes on for a live show that we were scheduled to have with me with no clothes on. Well, at least no top on. I mean, you probably would prefer to do it topless for this episode. (laughs) That's right. Just let it all out. Less liquid flowing from my body. That's right. All right, let's talk about the most overrated quarterback. I'll let you lead off. Who's the most overrated quarterback going into this season? You were cutting out a little bit. You want me to lead this off, guys? Yeah, overrated, yeah. Well, we already mentioned him. I think the most overrated quarterback in this draft is Patrick Mahomes. Uh, with the departure of Tyreek Hill, um, this is the biggest question mark heading into a season that we've seen a Patrick Mahomes-led team. Obviously, the talent's there. I just don't think he's the second-best quarterback in fantasy, and that's where he's pretty much unanimously ranked right now heading into these drafts. I think he's still a top-five guy, but – I don't I don't I think he's got separation in that number two spot until we can see how Juju Smith Schuster fits in, how Marquez Valdez Scantling fits in, how Sky Moore is gonna play. Uh there's a lot of I mean Michael Hardman's still there, but it's really Travis Kelsey is the biggest reliable factor on that team. And now that he doesn't have the speed of Tyreek Hill to take off the top, like how many times have we seen over the last four, four or five years, Tyreek Hill haul in a 70-yard touchdown? Like those are what made Patrick Mahomes QB one for all those years is just ridiculous catches made by Tyreek Hill on an offense that you just could not stop everybody. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm fading on Mahomes. I I still think people will name recognition, reach on him, and and draft him early and in the same realm as Josh Allen. Uh, I'm not touching it, man. I think years the last few years, sure he, he's paid off for a lot of people. 
I don't think the payoff's there this year. Um, my overrated is probably a little bit of a heat check here. I think Burrow's getting way too much love. Um, I like Burrow. I love the team that he's on. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, those guys are strong wide receivers. Um, but Burrow played out of his mind. And coming from a Bills fan who saw Josh Allen took it took just such a monumental leap, um, there is how much more improvement can Burrow do now that people have a full year of film on the guy now too? Um, that team is coming back very, very much the same. The offensive line got a little bit better, and that was my biggest knock on him last year. And obviously, he was able to overcome it. Um, but is Burrow going to be able to mimic some of those four and five hundred yard game games that he had with four or five touchdowns? I look, I think it was in the middle of the season. Uh, he had one game where it was a blowout, but he had a little bit of a rough patch there. Um, so, what is it? What are teams going to do now with a bunch of film on on Burrow? Um, and can he uh, can he get back into form? Um, and and be a be a top top ten quarterback. I don't know. I'm I'm a little bit on the edge on Burrow this year. Um, I'm probably if I was looking to take Burrow, probably take him late um, fifth or sixth round. I'm not taking him in anywhere's in the top five or in the top four rounds. No, that's, that's a really good one because uh, and you also throw in the appendicitis. You know, so he's not getting a, a training camp with these guys. Now, granted, he was it's the same core he had last year, but. Um, He's another guy, you know, similar to Mahomes. How many times did he get bailed out by Jamar Chase? You know, like, is there going to be a regression on the Jamar Chase 60-yard touchdowns every week that we saw? So, yeah, I, I think we – I think it's pretty clear that the Bengals have the the best receiving core of trios, you know, like w- with Higgins, Chase, and Boyd. Um, but, yeah, I'm with Kyle, too. It, he, he's definitely going to fully rely on his arm. Um and he might be getting a little bit too much of that that Super Bowl praise. You know, he's the most, you know, recent guy that we've seen play football, you know, and everybody had an amazing postseason. So, yeah, that's one of those classic guys is in the back of our minds, we remember how good he was in the playoffs. Is that going to over uh, impact fantasy football to start the year? I have to add to that because my guy Stafford, like I had Burrow yeah. and Stafford as my two guys and Kyle had, had the mentions, all that stuff. Again, I said about Burrow, it's spot on, especially how good the receiving core is, but what is the ceiling? Is that about as good as it's going to get? And he's going to get potentially reached on my managers. Stafford, the report is when we're taping this is that he has irritating issues on his arm. That yeah. sounds very vague and nerve wracking. If you're a Ram fan, irritating issue. I mean, the guy's been in the league for what, 13 years, 12 years. If you've got a quarterback who's played a decade plus in the NFL and he's having issues throwing the football after a Super Bowl season, and there are now some reports speculating that if the Niners decide to cut Garoppolo, that Los Angeles makes a ton of sense in the division, veteran backup. Somehow the Rams have figured out that the salary cap doesn't exist, so they'll figure out how to move the money to pay Garoppolo. So Stafford would be my answer. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy G belongs in L.A., right? Yes. Like, come on. I feel like he would take the discount to just be in the, you know, land of Hollywood. Yes. And no, to, no Odell Beckham Jr. There could be more of a focus on the running game this year if Cam Akers is healthy. It makes a lot of sense that Stafford is going to be in similar fashion to Burrow, a quarterback that's reached on because of the most recency bias. And teams won't have that happen. Now for maybe what some people consider the most important part of this podcast, the most underrated quarterback for years. This is where he could potentially win a championship. But before we give you that, we want to tell you about our friends over at Mohawk Honda. The summer is 
slowly but surely, as bad as it sounds, coming to an end. We want you to take advantage of the strange supply chain going on where you can trade in your vehicle and get a new one. How about the car that you're driving around right now, trade it in, get a new vehicle, the same price, walk away with money in your pocket? They want to buy your vehicles in Mohawk Honda. Stop over to Glenville, New York, and trade in your vehicle today at Mohawk Honda. Shout out to everybody over there from Greg Johnson, Cam McKenna, Brian McKenna, Lindsey Harrington. We love the names. I got to go into service next month to see John. I guess that panel's not supposed to be hanging off my car. John will figure that out. I have not been able to figure it out over the past few months. Shout out to him and all the great people in Mohawk Honda. Godzilla Media will be back in September for a live show, September 15th. That's second Thursday in September. I think that's right. We'll be back in Mohawk Honda in Glenville, hanging out with everybody again. But take advantage of this summer deals where you can stop it and trade in your vehicle. Mohawk Honda, they want to buy your vehicle, and they always go out of their way to please you. All right, who wants to go first? Uh, Kyle Ray, I think I might lead off with you on this. Do you have a most underrated quarterback this season? Uh, Derek Carr. That's mine as well, Kyle. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I'm going back to Chet's point about shootouts. Um, Derek Carr is going to be in some games this year, and his team got – significantly better with the addition of Devontae Adams. You think Darren Waller is going to be a part of it. Um, and you still got Hunter Renfro. Um, I'm, I'm in, I'm really, I really like Carr this year. Um, I think he's just going to have a monster year. He plays in a tough division. That's going to have a ton of shootouts. And it, this is good. This is a make or break year for, for Carr. Um, this is going to be the year that define, in my opinion, could potentially um, define his career uh, of how he does and, what his next move slash moves are. Um, he's either going to go down as a long-term extension for the Raiders, or there might be some looks at, okay, we need to, we need to move on. So that's kind of why I'm thinking this is going to be Carr's uh, most underrated year. Who, who is, so I'm with Kyle. I think the underrated is, is Derek Carr. Guys, can we like rack our brain? Who's the best wideout that Carr's had in his career? And you can't say college because it was Devontae Adams. Hunter Renfro. Seriously, is it Hunter Renfro? It might be Renfro. Like, yeah, I love Renfro. Don't get me wrong. He gives guys like me hope, you know, that Amari Cooper, a healthy Amari Cooper. Early, early Amari Cooper. Yeah. And and weirdly enough, that relationship soured and and affected Cooper's play. We all knew how great great he was coming out of Alabama. So, yeah, probably Amari Cooper, Jordy Nelson late in his career, but he wasn't the same thing. Like Antonio Brown, he actually threw him a pass. (laughs) <laughs> this is as good as it gets. Like we're talking about, you know, the reigning, the guy that's like considered the best along with Cooper cup and Jamar chase and Justin Jefferson, it's Devonte Adams. And to go along with one of the best tight ends and one of the best slot guys in Hunter Renfro, like, I mean, this, this offense has a chance to be really scary and where Derek Carr is going uh, listed as QB 14 on ESPN's panel list that they do. Uh, I could easily see Carr being a top 10 guy. Um, and that's where, you know, if you get in a draft situation where some of the top guys are going early, you, you, you know, that classic round where they kind of just all fall off quick and you're like, wow, I'm not reaching on this guy this early. Let me address some other positions. Knowing that Derek Carr can kind of be in that rear view mirror and like, you know, you know, you have that insurance later in the draft. He could be a very viable guy week in, week out. Um, I, he's like a he's like a better version of Kirk Cousins from the last few years. 
you know, there's going to be some really good games. You might have a few of those duds here and there, but I think for the most part, I mean, we saw how great that offense was the first half of the season last year. It, it, it tailed off in the second half, but um, yeah, this is it for Derek Carr. It, can we just acknowledge how just ridiculous that division is? Not only in yes. real life football, but in fantasy. I mean, we're talking Derek Carr. We're talking Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and Russell Wilson. Whole, like, I can't, I don't know if I've ever seen a division with that many big names at quarterback and the guys around them are just as good. Loaded. It is an all-time, like 10, 15, 20 years from top to bottom. You look at some of the great NFL divisions of all time. It is queued up to be an historically great division out there in the AFC West. I thought about Dak Prescott here, but I backed off at the second because Dak's been good, 5,000-yard seasons. Some of those defenses are much improved in the NFC East. This is going to sound like it's too easy, but I feel like it's Lamar Jackson again. Like Lamar Jackson is in a contract year. What are we, two years removed from when Lamar Jackson was a top seven scoring running back in fantasy football? Running back as a quarterback, top seven, over a 1,000 yards, multiple touchdowns. Here's the thing with Lamar Jackson. He does not get the hype. And again, one of the, another fun conversations we've had in our mass text this summer of imagine if Lamar Jackson just had an agent, not just for like a contract, but for more publicity and to get in these conversations and maybe to be on ESPN more when they're hyping up certain clients from certain agencies. Like those things matter for public perception. It hasn't happened for Lamar Jackson. I've been the Ravens have been the team this season where you kind of look at teams like who can make a Super Bowl run? Who could be really good? And you're like, I have nothing bad to say about Baltimore. The, they had the most third-round picks ever. They've got John Harbaugh, who's an underrated coach in his own right. And you've got a quarterback who's an MVP. And you, they got trounced with injuries last season. So I get a healthy Baltimore with a quarterback on a contract here who's an MVP. All of that makes too much sense for me. And I don't know where Lamar's going to go, like 8th, ninth, 10th, when it comes to quarterbacks drafted this year. Imagine if you get Lamar Jackson in like the 11th round and you stack oh. your team. That might be too low, but I guarantee you there's a ton of managers who have seven, eight quarterbacks higher than Lamar Jackson. So Lamar's my guy is the most underrated. Yeah, I, uh, I'm always, I've been high even when Lamar struggled last year just because of that high floor with rushing. You know, like even if he doesn't get the passing yards or the passing touchdowns, 80 rushing yards a game and a good chance to find the end zone with his feet. That's just so rare at quarterback that uh, it's too good to pass up. The only thing that scares me about Lamar um, this year is last year they were talking about how they, they didn't want to limit his running, but they wanted to reduce it, and they wanted to get him a little bit of a pocket. And obviously what running back was on the roster by week three. So that's that's my only concern is do they – now do they have to go that route this year now that the, the, the running back committee is back? So – that's my only caution with Lamar this year is do they actually try to get him to be their franchise quarterback by having him throw a little more and if he is truly working on his pass um pass game. So we'll see what happens. But it's people always crap on Lamar and it's it's so easy to do to do it because he is a running back playing the quarterback position. But if he can fix his arm, I mean, he will be the best fantasy quarterback if if he can fix his arm and hit some of those wide open uh to wide open routes to Rashad Bateman this year or whoever else he has on that roster. Yeah. I mean, maybe the no longer have to deal with the drops of Hollywood Brown. <sighs> Cause that, that was those, when he did make the throws, he wasn't getting help from his, uh, from his no. very, very similar situation to hurts last year. Yeah.
There's a difference between underrated and breakout. Underrated as quarterbacks <laughs> that have kind of had a reputation of being good throughout their career. They're getting drafted a little too low. What I think breakout, I think this is someone you want on your roster who maybe you as a manager might be targeting to say, they need to be on my team and they're going to have a big bye week. They're going to do something special. When we tape in August 2023, you're going to be like, remember we told you a year ago this guy was poised to improve far more than he did in the past? Uh, Chet, I'll start with you. Is there a breakout quarterback that you're starting to eye up here this upcoming season? I don't think you guys are going to like my answer. Trey Lance. Lord. Ah, ew. <sighs> nope. And the reason being, you don't have to be a good quarterback to be a good fantasy quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think Jalen Hurts was an example of that last year, um, even though I was a big defender that he was better than people were saying because of uh, the poor play of his receivers. This uh, he has the best offense of those second year guys. Then that's how I look at it. Is so a lot of these second year guys. I heard Trevor Lawrence, Kyle say, uh, I just love what's around Trey Lance. Um, I love obviously George Kittle, Debo Samuel. Whether they incorporate him in the running game again is still a great receiver. Hopefully Brandon Ayuk can live up to some of that early career hype that we saw that weirdly disappeared last year for most of the season. So I think he's a really good offense with a good offensive mind, and it's his job. They're, they're not turning back. You know what I mean? Like, he has no worry of, of Jimmy G taking over because he struggles early on. Like, they invested too much in that guy in terms of draft capital. So he's going to get every opportunity under the sun, and he's an athlete. Like, he's going to be a guy that's going to be able to do whatever it takes to try to move the ball, and that's going to help your fantasy numbers. So I think Trey Lance could be what – Lamar Jackson did early in his career where it might not be the prettiest. His completion percentage might not be great, but he's going to find a way to hit some big home runs, both with his arm and his legs. So I think Trey Lance could be that guy of those young, young quarterbacks that could be very relevant in fantasy. Um, I'm going to my old breadbasket right here. Don't Kirk, say Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. A breakout? Uh, yeah. I think this is going to be his year to have it. And the reason I say that, Look at his schedule. He's going against some doo-doo teams this year. And when you look at his last three seasons, 4,200, 4,200, 3,600, that's 2021 to 2019, um, has uh, 26 or 33, 35, 26, 7, 13, 6 interceptions. He's been good, and he's always been dumped on for you name it. I mean, Kirk Cousins has gotten – is probably the most disrespected – starting quarterback in the NFL. Everybody likes to hate on Kirk Cousins, um, and he throws up decent numbers. I think this is going to be the year. I am really high in the Minnesota Vikings this year. I think they are going to have a – I think they're going to have a very good year. Um, if Dalvin Cook can stay healthy, I think I think Kirk Cousins can finish as a top-five quarterback with Justin Jefferson, with 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 Thielen. Yes, I'm, I'm saying it right now. I think Kirk Cousins has the potential to be top-five quarterback this year. Because you're obviously going to have Allen, and you're going to have you're going to have Allen as your rushing quarterback, probably up there. Kyler will probably be up there. Then you're then that drop off from from the rushing and passing. You could all obviously Lamar if he fixes it. Where's Patrick? Where's Patrick Mahomes going to finish out? Where? Okay, Herbert. But where's who's that? Who's that fifth guy? Dak Prescott. Yeah, I like I like the Vikings way better than I like the Cowboys. So you you would take Kirk Cousins over Dak this this year? I would, yeah. I'm I'm what? real high, Kirk, this year. I love the confidence. I 
I think he's he's got to be what mid thirties. How's Kirk? Thirty three, thirty four. The, the, fa- the fascinating part about Cousins, where Kyle could be right, almost depends on Dalvin Cook's health, right? Like, because Dalvin Cook has got he's got injured so often. You're like, you know, if Cook's out of the lineup, I know Alexander Madison's been good, but they're just going to let him sling it. And Justin Jefferson is so good. Do I think he could be have a breakout? Like, have his bet? Here's you know, if in our category here of breakout, could I see? There's my phone. Could I see Kirk Cousins having the best fantasy season of his career? Yeah, sure. I, I think I could see that. If that's what I we're going what, for, breakout. Yeah. Look this up. Is there any way we could like? Is there a database where we could look up his like best finish? Like, I bet his best finish ever finished in like terms of QB blank. It must have been 2020 when he finished with 4,300 yards, 35 touchdowns. His best yardage year was 2016, 4,925. Right. So you said, you said 2020 draft or yeah. 2020 season. Two years ago, NFL fantasy. While you're checking that, check his final season in Washington, and that might have been 2016. Because I it was. He okay. only had he only had 25 touchdowns that year. That was he did not have a lot of touchdowns. He had a it's ton so, of yards. It's so tricky for that Washington one because he got that 80 million dollar contract. Only 80 million. Now saying that out loud, knowing the quarterback contracts, I'm like, oh, he only got 80 million, and now knowing Mahomes and Allen and everybody else. While you guys checking that, I want to get to back to the Lance thing because. The Trey Lance thing feels you, – you mentioned Jalen Hurts. To me, it feels so much – 2011? He finished 11th in 2020. Uh, yep, okay. I just have that as well. 11th for Kirk Cousins. Uh, to the Lance thing, it feels so much like Kyler Murray where the fantasy opportunity is there. Like the stuff when you evaluate a quarterback doesn't match tradition. Murray was short. He didn't play a lot. He had a new coach. The staff in San Francisco is so freaking good. Shanahan and Lynch in the weapons. I love this stat about Debo Samuel. I heard the other day that it said on carries, getting the football on a rushing attempt, Debo Samuel scored 14% of the time he touched the football. That'd be like if Derrick Henry had 50 touchdowns. That's how good that 49er offense can be with Lance. Do I think he's good? No. He like played like less than like a season at FCS and he had COVID, uh, the COVID shortened year. We've barely seen him. He feels more like Carson Wentz, which I believe they shared the same all modern North Dakota State. So I'm a little more nervous about Lance, but God, that potential is so high with some of those rushing touchdowns he could get. Uh, my pick here is a little, well, I don't, I don't think it's crazy. If he's the starter, Baker Mayfield. If he's the starter, because here's the thing with Baker. Carolina is in a weird spot with Rule, where Rule, the rumor is he wants to jump back to college because he just doesn't like the pro game, and it's a different stuff and everything. But if you give me pissed off Baker Mayfield, that's the best Baker Mayfield. At Oklahoma, when he's a walk-on fighting for a spot, he tore it up. When Hugh Jackson had him on the bench in Cleveland, he tore it up. Statistically, had the greatest rookie quarterback season of all time. He's got to beat Darnold out, or maybe Darnold's got to beat him out. That's the Carolina decision to make. But remember, he was hurt last year, and he decided to play through the injury. If Baker said, screw it, I'm going down in week five, would we have the same perception of him if he got out for the season in October compared to him just barely having anything in the pocket fighting for a playoff spot? Maybe not. So I would go Baker as a breakout, and then he could hit free agency and go get paid. I'll take Baker Interesting. late. Interesting. I'm, re- I'm rooting for Baker. I, it, what happened to him in Cleveland is just wrong. Love him or hate him, that was wrong. Yeah, they, they did him dirty for sure. Um, blown away by this Kirk Cousins research. Yeah. So his, I, best, his best finish with Minnesota has been 11th. He did 11th two year, the last two years. He's been QB 11. 
three years ago, he was QB 18 and then QB 13. Washington, six, yeah. five, and eight are his QB finishes, um, which I guess I blocked out the you like that, Kirk Cousins. Um, <laughs> but with the Vikings, I mean, yeah. And, and nothing nothing has really changed from – we'll see. The, I, I guess he does have it in him. He has it in him to be up there in the top five echelon. Um, if he does the, it – this might be our first bet here. Because uh, you're saying top five is within the possibility. What is your like? You really think he'll finish? I guess. I think I'll I'll go I'll go. Like you're seven. betting money on it. Seven. seven. Top seven. I'll, I'll take you up on that. We already owe guys like a hundred beers. So like, <laughs> are we just doing this like credit beers? Just one tab. It's a long tab create, starting now. I like yeah, this. Yeah. Is this our new business idea? We create we create beer credits where it's like you. You want to know what's crazy? If Chad, as I was, and kind of a side change, as I was just going through these uh, fantasy rankings, quarterbacks have evolved. Back in 15, 16, 380 was the top, and that was an insane year by Rodgers. And then you're looking at the mid threes. Now, 417, 350s are just straight across the board in terms of total points. Yeah. Unreal. No, very much so changed. And then looking at, you know, the rankings for QBs, which are, it changes from site to site based on who you're, you know, who's doing the rankings. But Kirk Cousins is sitting at 15 in the one that I'm looking at at ESPN. Um, so, guys, Derek Carr is right ahead. We made that comparison that Derek Carr, you know, kind of feels like Kirk Cousins right now. He's at 14. And that's all the big names. We haven't mentioned Tom Brady. You know, the consistency of Brady is another guy that I think I would lean towards over Kirk. Um, I'm with the, I'm with what, what Goss was saying. I like, I like Cousins over Stafford right now. I don't feel good about that at all. Um, yeah, we'll see. He's well, he's like for a while now, at least like in his Minnesota tenure, he's that perfect bye week quarterback or yep. the last pick of your draft just to have some insurance in case your QB goes down. So in a in a, in a pass relatively pass heavy offense, yeah. they go they look for Jeff Jefferson down the field. They look for Thielen. Right. All right, so we have deep sleeper left. We got deep sleeper left, especially for the larger leagues, 14 teams, 16 teams, maybe dynasty leagues. Before we get to the deep sleeper, I give love to Lillian David Fine Jewelers, your spot if you're looking for the engagement ring, the wedding band, and more. Guys, it's officially wedding season. When is it not wedding season? Now they say that out loud. Well, if you're going to weddings this summer, make sure your wife, your fiance, your girlfriend's style is up to the way she wants it. You probably don't know what that means. That's okay. Alyssa, David, and the crew will help you find out what that means. I know from experience, it's where I bought my engagement ring, my wedding band. I've continued to go back ever since. Route 50, the shops of Wilton. If you're listening from outside of maybe the capital region, you make that summer road trip to Saratoga. It's on your way to Saratoga. Type it in the GPS. Lily and David find jewelers. If you hit that big trifecta or superfecta, get the missus something nice. They will take care of you. The wine selection there at Lily and David find jewelers. Family owned and operated business. You want to support one of those great businesses here in upstate New York? It's Lily and David Fine Jewelers. Lily and David Fine Jewelers, located Route 50, the shops of Wilton. When you stop in, tell me heard about Gaza's story. Tell me you love fantasy football. You heard it from the Fantasy Football Podcast. We talk fantasy on Gazzilla Media. We love supporting those guys over at Lily and David Fine Jewelers. Uh, all right, uh, Kyle Ray, I'm going to start with you. Do you have a deep sleeper for whatever this means? Maybe it's a younger quarterback. Maybe it's somebody you love. What is your deep sleeper for the 2022 quarterback position? I despise 
the deep sleeper question in this one because I feel like this year is the worst portion of a cutoff at a quarterback I've ever seen. Like once you get to like quarterback 15, 16, it just it it's a it's a cliff. Um yes. <laughs> so I I struggled between these two quarterbacks and I have no real backup for one. So I'm gonna go with I think my deepest sleeper is probably gonna have to be Justin Fields. Um I think he has the potential to do a lot of good things. It's not like that receiving core is bad with Mooney. Um, Mooney leading the charge, but it, it's just so hard because that franchise has been so bad and that offense is terrible. Um, luckily they got rid of their, their coach. Why am I help? Who was the oh, coach last year? Matt yeah. Nagy. Yeah. Thank God they got rid, rid of Nagy, but so maybe that helps, but I think I'm kind of riding the field train. If I'm going to sit some, I, here's my thing. I'm not going to draft this guy. That's my problem is like, I don't see how I touch this guy with a 10-foot pole. So, like, if you draft him in and you have a 20-person bench, throw him on the middle, throw him on the, at the bottom there because he could have a good year. He showed some really good flashes. Um, last year he had some of those moments where, like, oh, shoot, this is the Justin Field breakout point, and then it just went away. Um, so I, I also like his schedule. I think he's got he plays in a pretty weak division. Um, so you might he might have some of those second-half um, have-to-fight-for-my-life moments. Um, and try to th- and try to throw the ball, but I think I'm going to have to go with um, with Justin Fields for a year two breakout. Who is your other consideration? Do I have to say it? Yeah. Could it be Drew Locke in Seattle? Oh! I know, dude. This is where I'm at though. Like I, I agree, but I just got viscerally sick. Yep. And oh, trust me, God. that's how I felt trying to look at these guys saying, Ugh. "Mute him." Can you mute Kyle? <laughs> Oh, is man. the rationale, you know what, is the rationale the bar is so low for Drew Locke that if he actually performs well, it's like, okay, you know. Yeah, no, he, no, 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 He meant that it's going to put you into a deep sleep and that you're not going to want to wake up until the season's over if Drew Locke's on your team. Drew, Drew Locke at least has DK Metcalf um, on, on his Lockett. side and Tyler Lockett. I mean, that's that was part of my only reasoning. He could if literally get above 1% roster. I'm going to boycott fantasy football. <laughs> I, nice. I, that guy is the worst. I think he has ranked as the worst quarterback, like in terms of next gen stats for like two years. I cannot believe, I hope it's Geno Smith. Honestly, I, I would prefer Geno Smith to play in Seattle over that bum. Drew Locke. Mapping on the sidelines, you child. Um, so my number two is Geno Smith. Yours is Geno Smith. Is that why? Because you just <laughs> Geno is finally gonna have his big year. Um, I was deciding between Justin Fields and this player, and the only reason I went with the other player is I think he has better weapons around him. I agree, Kyle. I like Darnell Mooney. Can you name another pass catcher on that team? I could, and now I know he's gone. Yeah, Allen Robinson ain't there no more. Yeah. Guys, can you name another pass catcher on that team? I'll allow tight end. My, I, I don't oh, think got, I saw it this morning Denver actually on Sports Center. They got one of the St. Brown brothers, I think, is on their team. I actually saw a graphic Ekwam, on Sports Center with their list. St. Brown yeah, 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 is a yeah. backup according they, to the depth chart. Didn't they get Fant? No, uh, Fant's over in Seattle. He's a part of that trade. Oh, uh, that's my way. That's my way. Uh, yeah. It's it's bad. So uh, behind Mooney, or like in the other position, is Byron Pringle. Yes! Uh, Velas Jones Jr., who I believe Nikhil! Nikhil! Resurgence! Nikhil Harry, who I think just destroyed his ankle. 
I think I saw that report. Yep, that's why the graphic was up that he got hurt in practice. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they also have it's funny they have like these names like, oh, Dante Pettis. Yeah, that guy who hasn't done anything in his career. Um, yeah, Cole Komet is probably the best compliment to, to Darnell Mooney, but yeah, across the board, it's just like, <laughs> I like the talent of Justin Fields, and I like that he's getting a fresh new offense that'll hopefully put him in better positions. I like David Montgomery. I just I just worry about who's going to be making the plays for him. Who's going? Who are going to be the guys that turn those completions into big gains um, if they catch the ball? Where is um? Where's their speed back, Tariq? Did he leave? Oh, he got hurt again. He like tore his Achilles on like Instagram Live. Dang. Either, was it Achilles, guys? Yep, in a workout. Blew yeah, it right he's, out. Oh, on yeah. He's like, yeah. I think this is like going to be his third season in a row he's missed, or two and a half. It's, it sucks. I love that. That sucks, guy. yeah. Yeah. Um, again, I don't know if he's going to be playing real good football, but I'm going to go Zach Wilson. And the reports out of camp are not good. <laughs> but I like what's around him. I like the pieces that they've added. I like the pieces that they have. Again, he's not looking over his shoulder. He's going to be getting the opportunities. Um, so my deep sleeper, again, like this is a – if you're in a two-quarterback league or you just love rostering two quarterbacks, I hope you don't go into the season as this guy your starter. I just think that there's the potential. The talent around him is really good. With uh, with Moore, they drafted Garrett Wilson. Um, the backfield's now improved as well. Like they could make some noise. It's just – I don't know if he actually can do it. You know what I mean? Like he's the same kind of question mark as Trey Lance. Um, the dude showed some baller stuff in college. Have no idea if it's really going to translate, but that's my deep sleeper. I'm going to go see if Zach Wilson can make some noise. I like both those picks because it feels like the improvement, right? Like these guys had such high expectations that they're supposed to be the franchise's future and everything else. And it hasn't happened yet. So when I think about deep sleeper, I think about somebody who kind of like sits on your roster that you're really proud on draft day to have. And then some point in the season, you're like, yes, they got me the victory I needed. So when I think about players like that, it's the ultimate boomer bust. Like they might suck for like a good six or seven weeks in comparison to other players. But if you use them at the right time, they might pop off for a 300-yard game or a multiple touchdown game. So mine's Marcus Mariota in Atlanta. Because there's a chance if Mariota's still got something left in that tank that all of a sudden he just pops off for a 303 touchdown game or a 70-yard touchdown run. Cordero Patterson's supposed to get the carry on an option and Mariota says, screw it, I'm going to the end zone instead. <laughs> so I, I think just for like the boomer bust mentality, do I think he'll be good in Atlanta? I don't think he'll be better than uh, a healthier Jameis. And I'm sure Jameis probably should have been mentioned at some point because his numbers, that could be a whole different segment of like the Jameis Winston fantasy numbers. Now, this is post-Sean Payton, though, so that's a whole different argument. But, like, he's got Kyle Pitts. He's got Drake London. He's got really good young targets. The running back position's a question mark, which you would think would benefit Mariota, who at some point a long, long time ago in a galaxy far away when we were in college, uh, and life has changed since then, about 10-plus years. My God, I cannot believe it's that long, right? Uh, that Mariota maybe has got something in the tank fantasy-wise, so that would be my deep sleeper. All of a sudden, a week seven matchup against Carolina or a bad team in the NFC, Mariota's like a top seven scoring quarterback for you. Maybe they just seem to bring back like DeAnthony Thomas. You know, like <laughs> that's right. just get the old band back together. Get the Ducks in Atlanta. Maybe that's all he's missing. Get like, was it LeGarrette Blunt? Is right LeGarrette now? Blunt was out there. Just hand it off a little bit. Runs some their other offense. running back in that championship game? 
The one that didn't he do the one where he he rolled off of a guy? Uh, Michael. Oh my goodness, I can see Michael that tall bear. No, Michael's right though. He played for Auburn. He was a freshman. Air. Oh, 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 something. I'm flipping the Auburn teams, lands yeah. on the Oregon defender. They go down to kick yeah. the game winner. Yep. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> All right, boys. That's our quarterback edition. Uh, we got running backs coming up very soon here. So if you're listening on our podcast version, you can search for the episode coming up. Our YouTube version, you got the playlist right there. So head over to our running backs. Remember to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We got more We Talk Fantasy coming up.